welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies i am vijay gunti and i am your host today with me today is amit amit is data science director also delivering ai and analytics solutions xpng into ai ml industry 4.0 and iot also a mentor amit welcome to our micro podcast can you please introduce yourself to the audience hey vijay thank you very much thanks for kind invitation and those kind words hello everyone uh, happy to talk on transformation podcast i am currently working at yardly uh, we are one of the largest financial data aggregation platform company i help drive develop drive digital transformation and analytics transformation at yardly uh, in a financial world in my past role at png i lead smart manufacturing and digital transformation initiatives and laid few of the initial pioneering use cases with ai and ml on shop floor so i am happy to talk and engage on this conversation good to know amit and welcome to the show once again uh, i see you have a vast experience move from industry 4.0 especially from the smart manufacturing into the ai and data science of world and i see you have vast experience into the digital transformation space also amit can you throw some light on the challenges in your journey you saw especially in the adoption of digital transformation in industry 4.0 yeah vijay uh, that's a great question adoption um, adoption is definitely a challenge um, in the companies where it is starting up so i have couple of industries uh, to back of my experience in terms of how the adoption is different at different levels in the organization uh just to start with the experience with the cpg and uh, this was early on in 2015 16 the adoption uh, was especially to start the journey with manufacturing visibility when we were just starting up the use cases uh, initially uh, in 2016 we were really struggling on the use case of how do i really get the manufacturing visibility across the shop floors in various plants now during that time we i was quickly uh, able to develop and deploy the manufacturing dashboard now those dashboards were really awesome because we were getting the data from the shop floor in near real time and uh, they display the kpis uh, for which the manufacturing and operations would be uh, considering useful they could use in their day to day uh, conversations and daily direction setting meetings now this initial deployment was really a struggle to get adoption into the manufacturing shop floor the point was whatever dashboards we had developed initially those dashboards were not really meeting the daily direction setting meetings or manufacturing standards they were actually a little bit different now the whole point in adoption in driving adoption is focus on are you helping your customers end of the day they should be able to realize value they should be able to recognize and it should reduce the burden of doing things or it should not be an additional task so when i realized that uh, whatever we had deployed was not directly integratable or they could not use in their day to day work i work with the manufacturing builders and operations leaders 
And what we did is we actually integrated those dashboards in a form of their daily process. So the, the reports they were publishing on day-to-day -day basis, we actually modified those reports. And uh, simply by doing that, they were able to avoid at least 25 to 30 minutes of their every day uh, in terms of sending management reports. And through that, um, they were kind of excited because every morning they could just refer this dashboard and they could send that report to the management in a same format by taking screenshot. Simple, right? When we do did this, the adoption actually skyrocketed. Every day I was seeing the reports were touched three times a day during all shift changeovers. Uh, they were actually taking suggestions and giving uh, improvement ideas uh, so that we could improve our product. And that product was runaway success in short time uh, we were able to actually improvise on the initial versions and uh, across several plants, it was adopted. So every day, every shift changeover, every weekly report, they were drawing from that uh, simple dashboard. So that's the power of adoption. What we need to uh, do to drive adoption is specifically address the consumer needs, understand what are said and unsaid needs, and uh, actually respond to that. Once we do that, uh, people will be really happy to collaborate with us and uh, they will also help you with improvement suggestions. So that way you are actually doing service, uh, it should work. And that way you are actually an analytics uh, products and solutions, they actually um, are used every day uh, on day-to-day -day basis in most of the cases. True and fantastic, Amit, right? Your journey was excellent. And then definitely audience will love hearing and listening your experiences uh, the way you have taken care of it. So my next question is about uh, the the new business models. You know, the pandemic has brought the new business norms uh, and there will be new business models coming into picture, especially in the adoption of a digital transformation industry 4.0. So can you throw some light uh, on this and uh, give your experiences and information to the audience? Yes, COVID has um, actually impacted business in myriad ways. It's uh, almost impossible for a single person to be able to understand the wide way in which business were impacted. Uh, for example, think about pre-COVID and post-COVID. And now that's the terminology everybody would like to say. Now, pre-COVID, we were doing this. Now, post-COVID, this is our way. Uh, the example uh, which comes to my mind are specifically think about when we were during the lockdown, every country or most of the countries had lockdown or stay-at-home orders. Specifically in the US, uh, who would have been able to imagine that if people are staying at home, the spending on home improvement, it would surge to 2x uh, during March and April period because most of the time people were at home. They didn't know what to do. So naturally they went to home improvement stores uh, and the stores in US, they actually, which were selling home improvement stuff, their sales zoom passed. Whereas the travel industry, tourism industry, it tanked completely. The spending on uh, apparels and clothing, it tanked completely. The spending on groceries doubled or tripled in most of the places uh, across the world uh, because of lockdowns. 
people were in panic buying so the business models because of all of these trends it actually changed dramatically uh, more from analytics perspective think about if you have a forecast or demand forecast all of those demand forecasts were not valid anymore because that those forecasts uh, even if you were using the top notch ai and ml model it wouldn't work because of the spending pattern which consumer experience because of the external pressures and lockdowns uh, uh, for example the grocery grocers um, and retailers around the world they experience huge surge uh, in terms of food uh, materials uh, sales um, and because of that they had to address that uh, the spending on clothing and apparel dramatically dipped Uh, so no could uh, nobody could have forecasted uh, whatever models uh, were available those were to be redeveloped because of this uh, based on the latest consumer preferences um, you must have observed like uh, when we were in lockdown nobody was actually buying uh, the clothes or anything they were actually spending only on grocery and uh, when you uh, now because of that the consumer habits of spending are changed they now nobody you would see going to the uh, uh, physical store most of the people are sitting at home shopping from online portals on e-commerce portals so this consumer spending habit uh, has a big impact in terms of the company's business model whatever was operating offline they were operating online or they are operating online now the models or analytics forecasts which were used during the period now they are actually um, different they are updated to meet the uh, covid spending era or they are actually updated to address some of the uh, instances like lockdown and uh, with that uh, the consumer or the business have up- upgraded themselves in a way that new uh, world is totally different from pre covid world not true amit uh, i think yeah there, there will be how many use cases uh, it's uh, uh, the way you can uh, see that okay so my next question uh, amit on can, can we, can we uh, just turn on the video it just gets more conversational okay you want to to want to talk on the video part that's fine yeah that that just uh, helps you to make it bit more conversational i can fine. see your expression fine <laughs> fine 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 and you can also interject at some point of time fine fine that's okay cool uh, so so my next question uh, amit uh, uh, is about uh, you we have discussed about the use cases we have discussed about uh, on the challenges uh, and the business models can you throw some light on the use cases you worked or working and also uh, the case studies projects uh, uh, your experiences on that can you throw some light on that sure i'm happy to share uh, first of all coming back to uh, what is digital transformation to me when we talk about digital transformation it's all about automating the work process uh, cutting the cost driving efficiencies basically you improving user experiences and most of all it's about changing the culture now when we think about digital transformation it has to happen in two different ways 
one of the way is upgrading the users or upgrading the uh, uh, user skills or uh, driving the transformations up among people right people need to be onboarded onto the digital transformation journey getting their buy in and another is technology so if you think about technology on the x axis the users on the y axis the more emphasis has to happen on users uh, skill upgrade or getting them upgraded in terms of technology uh, helping them making aware about what coming up next what i've seen is in my uh, past and current roles and experiences is unless you do onboard uh, people into the, your digital transformation journey uh, there are less chances that you will be successful for example like even if it is a really data driven company you have to take that time and pause for a moment to help them understand how the new solution which is purely latest state of the art ai and ml solution uh, is going to affect the process is more accurate than the previous one and help them start believing it and that can be only done if you show results those results could be in the form of before and after comparison those results could be uh, from the in the form of uh, getting them engaged into the work process early on like hey this is the way i am validating my ai and ml solution now coming back to the specific use cases the specific use case uh, one of the use case which i would like to share uh, in my earlier uh, job uh, i were we were doing the predictive uh, i would say prognostic and uh, prognostic is a term when you are actually predicting an event ahead of time think of it it can be applied for predictive maintenance predictive quality and also some of the productivity so one of the equipment platform it was really struggling and during that time we thought of like how could we use sensor data and from that sensor data the objective was from the sensor data which were thousands of data points every minute aggregated from those sensor data points can i actually develop a model machine learning model which will help me predict when the equipment is going to stop when the equipment is going to produce bad quality product and uh, this was possible only with the help of extensive uh, sensor data which was basically from several equipments we were gathering those data points storing it in to the sql server at that time i did use <laughs> sql server given the chance would i do it same probably no Yes. but now uh, that time series data was mm. getting aggregated there were labels mm. on like when the equipment stopped when the mm. equipment um, actually produced bad quality product so it was a supervised uh, machine learning mm. problem mm. statement now in that problem statement when we actually aggregated that data and we started training it was more than a years worth of data and that years worth of data Uh, when we started developing the model it was cumbersome because uh, thousands and millions of data points uh, you are training on a, a local machine or even a local desktop was really tough so we came over that the model training used to take long time um, now again coming back to the transformation of a company uh, during that time unfortunately we did not have any cloud service provider which was qualified in the organization so again 
um, the technology piece was not an enabler. We were struggling with the local hardware. At the same time, uh, we were actually developing the model. So I had developed the model in terms of uh, like what is the problem we are trying to solve? We actually developed the machine learning model. And when it came to actually qualifying the model, how do we qualify the qualification of the model it went on uh, for over months? Because when I say the machine is going to stop, it has to actually stop and the operator would go and then fix the problem. Now, this process was a lot cumbersome because in test and train data set of a machine learning model, even if I say machine stopped, actually stopped, uh, the operations and manufacturing leadership always wanted to say, like, can I, can I believe this? Uh, so we deployed that model as a pilot use case uh, into the manufacturing setup. The model was actually pulling the data from the shop floor, processing in a virtual machine, which was far off. So my plant was in Southeast Asia. The processing was done in uh, the US. Uh, I was developing the model in uh, India and all those insights were sent back to the Southeast Asian plant. So I used to give an alert to the operations. And during that journey, uh, the operators could go and act on it, uh, rectify the issue, and then come back um, saying that it is fixed. So this process went on for months. End of the process, what we realized was uh, it was working great. Um, um, so overall, this uh, POC was uh, a huge success technically in the, in the process. Now, um, the fantastic part arrives. The problem statement which we had uh, selected, that problem statement was, it took me one year or a little more than one year to develop the model, deploy, pilot, uh, and validate. And during that process, the people were so charged up uh, with the earlier uh, use case of having that simple business intelligence tool of manufacturing visibility. They were using it day in, day out. With uh, the manufacturing improvement work process, the simple business intelligence, the earlier struggle of availability or OEA on the shop floor, the processes improved dramatically. There was like 15 to 20 point plus improvement. And by the time we had this model updated and validated, what we realized is the ML model, you know, it's not really necessary in this case for productivity because mm -hmm. Ops are anyways reduced. Now it's none of my concern. Probably <laughs> if you have something on the quality side, um, can we have hmm. something similar on the quality side? So the use case became redundant over a period of time. But in a process, what we learned is when you are choosing the problem statement, uh, it has to be a really solid problem statement, which is having enough ROI. And by the way, if the processes and circumstances could change and evolve in a way that everything could change upside down for your development. So be ready to be at, accept um, or willing to accept that something could change and then you could also learn from that process but at the same time you could not deploy it. So all of that thing or POC and validation though it was a success in technical uh, but maintaining and deploying it in production was out of question because the cost of maintenance and uh, upgrades uh, were higher than actual ROI. 
So true. we could not deploy it. No, true. I mean, right? See, that's what the whole episode we are trying to bring with this podcast, right? Our podcast is mainly concerning about like you experts coming and sharing the knowledge on the use cases and what is required. And like as yours is a simplest example, uh, you have started with the problem statement. At the end of the day, you realize it, right? Whether it is required or, or not required. So some of your experience can be taken around if similar situation, they can connect with you and then they can talk with you rather than reinventing the whole wheel. You can share your experiences, whether that way that will be benefited to the industry or to an individual to take it forward, Amit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, what becomes most important in any digital transformation initiative is, are you attacking the right problem statement? Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, when these companies, uh, most of the IoT and industrial IoT platforms, they came up, they started propagating, hey, we will do predictive maintenance for you. Mm. By the way, if you think about CPG world, uh, predictive maintenance is not the most uh, uh, successful use case. The reason for that is in CPG, there is always redundancy of equipment. So even if you do predictive maintenance, one machine goes down, hmm. you could always flick hmm. your manufacturing or production plant. You could always fix that machine back in few hours. And by the way, it's not a big hit on the uh, revenue or cost of uh, that operations. Uh, whereas if you think about that as a power plant, so let's say a turbine for mm. power production goes down, it's a huge loss because uh, the uh, MTTR would be really, really high true. in those true. cases. True. There true. is no redundancy. So applicability of predictive maintenance uh, may not be the right. So when you're choosing the problem statement, it has to be the one which is giving you really good return on investment and people see value out of it uh, versus just doing it for the sake of doing it yeah, basically yeah. the way i put it is fall in love with the problem statement versus falling in love with the solution true amit right? and, and i keep hearing let's see the, how many companies or solutions you know in the market right everyone jumping and doing it we do predict to maintenance so so i think right this uh, initial discovery like kind of a discussions i think definitely they should listen to you amit right this podcast definitely will give a, like little bit of an eye opener at least to kick start it out sure okay yeah thanks amit again for sharing the use cases and it's an excellent use case definitely our listeners will love hearing that so yeah, coming to my last question uh, in this podcast, uh, this is regarding to the opportunities. I, I will use, I will not use the word career opportunities because now it is more of an upskill and reskill and like reskill, cross skill. So that's, that's a skilling perspective because a lot of things are changing, which we know the, the good olden days, the erstwhile years uh, than the current and the future, right? Future is all dynamic and technologies are changing very fast. You and we know that, right? Where yeah. we have been the ERP words, where we have seen the industries, how we have worked it out. Now it's totally dynamic. So according to you, what kind of uh, suggestions or advices or like I, you, you can say whatever, right? In the, in the perspective for the freshers, students and also professionals, to look in a future perspective, like in the, in the career opportunities, in the skilling, uh, or else in the learning perspective. Uh, can you share some thoughts on that? 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, that's a great question. Thank you very much for asking that. Um, so think about digital transformation. It's a broad and wide term. You could apply digital transformation in a financial world. You could apply uh, digital transformation into a sales and marketing organization, uh, an HR organization, or in supply chain or in manufacturing organization. So when you think about digital transformation, think about how are you positively impacting a consumer or customer experience? How are you positively impacting the process? Uh, you are cutting the cost or improving the efficiency. And most of the times, uh, if you try to answer these questions, uh, you would really, really know what is the problem you are trying to solve. Now, when it comes to the current times, um, what I would like to emphasize is the organizations needs to adopt the digital transformation or analytics transformation very quickly. Think about the COVID-19 lockdowns. During that, I'm sure most of the organizations would have realized that operating a plant or if it is shut down, you are losing all of your revenues. So how do you operate the plant with minimum number of people with touchless or having sensorization? So it, it is need of the hour. Uh, if you are not taking it up, probably you are missing out a big deal. Now, coming back to the professional students and uh, someone who wants to change their career, it's a great time. Uh, think about it as an era of uh, ERP transformation, uh, mm. which I'm sure you know that. <laughs> yes, yes. So in 2000, when companies were looking forward to adopt to ERP, uh, everybody was learning on it. Uh, everybody was going through that process. And mm. uh, most of the people, either if you are an end user, you would like to know what, what is an ERP. Mm. Um, similarly, now going forward, I believe, and this is what would happen if you strictly talk about the manufacturing supply chain environment, the IT and OT environment needs to mm. merge at some point of time. True. The data from the shop floor needs to get into the ERP world mm. and there needs to be a seamless data transfer between the two, uh, which is still a bit of a struggle, mm. but going forward, it would happen soon. I, I, I expect so. And with that, there would be an exponential benefit coming to the world and business. So, for example, think about a specific example. If you are producing a product and that product has a faulty, um, so let's say you are producing a smartwatch and that smartwatch did not work well in the hands of consumer. Now, that's a specific use case. That product was bought from an e-commerce site. E-commerce sold it on a particular day. Consumer tasted mm -hmm. it on eight days later. And uh, uh, they gave a com complaint. That complaint gets logged on to the e-commerce portal. Now, from that e-commerce portal, it comes back to the company or organization customer uh, uh, support. From the customer support, it has to travel back to the manufacturing shop floor to track what was the batch number. Mm when it was produced and what was the real issue into the process uh, so as to be able to correlate what went wrong into the process parameter. So if there was some IC which was missing some of the component or if the assembly was mm -hmm. not done properly, mm -hmm. you should be able to track it down. Now, yeah. how this can be done? This can be done only by interconnected systems, uh, wherein from consumer to the e-commerce, from e-commerce, to the uh, 
customer support from customer support to the manufacturing and from manufacturing actually the od system which was actually tracking the process parameters now whole of this is possible when you have multi skilled people um, if you know it if you know manufacturing mm. if you know um, analytics then only this is possible so what we are or what we should look for is developing people who have this kind of multi skilled experiences so suppose let's say if you are from manufacturing world knowing analytics in today's world is great now if you know analytics and manufacturing by the way do you know bit bit of an it so that you are able to connect these dots together and bring in that skill so if you are expanding your experiences into the adjacencies adding those experiences on top of it now once you do that you would be extremely valuable because that different perspective uh, would add a lot of value and that will bring the real transformation or exponential uh, learning on the uh, on the uh, digital transformation journey because the companies would benefit seamlessly if you are able to combine okay uh, what is that iot and then from iot how do you do drive uh, analytics and ai and from there uh, how do you improve the consumer experience so that uh, you are able to delight that consumer so consumer delight uh, from that consumer delight if the consumer is delighted they would go ahead and buy your products they would actually give positive reviews and that drives the exponential journey yeah, yeah, yeah. so this world is not just automation think about it as beyond automation and beyond automation you can only reach uh, that exponential journey if you know analytics if you know a uh, bit of an it if you know the core domain uh, not not just limiting to the manufacturing world but if you are even from fintech domain or some other domain uh, let's say insurance domain you need to know really uh, what is uh, the consumer want and then what can you provide that consumer how do you delight that consumer with the help of data so try and learn the analytics try and learn a bit of an it which is based and if you are able to combine those insights with analytics and uh, the domain uh, that would become exponentially uh, beneficial for the consumer so delight your consumer <laughs> true the, the the future is all about your customer experience we are seeing it right you have different tools to it right like your chat boss the ui the the, the on screen on demand video so many things are coming into the picture right uh, so yeah fantastic advice amit right so i i liked what you shared and then what are the futuristic thoughts especially to professions because like us right we have to keep on constant learning so uh, things have changed from the past we keep seeing that i think you agree to that also uh, uh, that amit uh, i'd like to add one more thought and this is one question which i actually hear very often uh, when people think about learning a new tool or learning new technology uh, don't really think about oh um, should i learn python or should mm. i learn mm. r mm. Uh, the tools are immaterial uh, to me uh, what what matters the most is are you learning the approach of problem solving are you able to mm. solve the problem or what is the consumer problem understand the problem define that problem and solve it with any tool end of the day if you are able to impress that consumer or customer in a most delightful way 
uh, whether you are using uh, python or yeah. r at the back end it is immaterial yeah. so think about uh, are you are you learning to how to solve problem in most innovative way uh, which will delight your customer or consumer fantastic amit and thanks amit for joining us and sharing your valuable insights especially on the use cases uh, which are excellent use cases you shared to us and then also your piece of advice uh, to students freshers and professionals thank you for joining us again all right vijay thank you very much it was a pleasure talking to you uh, to the audience stay tuned for such more industrial insights and information from various industry experts on digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies